0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So it looks like we're going to keep Slay after all. On today's
1: episode of the Pride Podcast, we're going to talk about the Darius Slay trade. And does this make the Lions better going forward? Did the Lions do whatever they could have to keep Darius Slay? Find out on episode 87 of the Pride Podcast. <laughs>
2: Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode eighty-eight on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host Tyler, and today's Ooh. episode is sponsored by Bet Online AG. And as you already heard, Malcolm, we are joined by Malcolm and Pierre this time. So, Pierre, you didn't join us last time because you had an exam. People were wondering how you do on that exam. Did you do well? at least it. <laughs> oh, That's
1: okay. what I'm talking about, man.
2: Malcolm called it. Malcolm called yep. it.
1: That's what I'm talking about,
2: man. So, uh, obviously, a lot of Lions news has broken over the week. We're recording right now on a Thursday night, March 19th. And yeah, a lot of Lions news to be happening. You know, we had some trades, we had some free agent signings. But today, specifically on just this episode, we're going to leave it to one move only. And it was the biggest move out of them all. And it's not something that will be on the Lions in 2020, and that is cornerback Darius Slay. We're going to break down our thoughts and reactions to the Darius Slay stuff and some stuff that happened after the trade. But before we do that, I think it will, it's important to mention this. Um, you know, we haven't done a podcast since the whole crazy stuff's been happening, the coronavirus, obviously. Um, it's it's just wild stuff going on right now, you know. Uh, you can't go out right now. It's, it's just best to be home right now, obviously, at this point. Right. It, it It's wild times. And... You know, some people are wondering actually, and this is an event we had planned in late April. It was our draft party. We are not officially canceling that yet, but we are gonna, you know, keep an eye on it. You know, I wouldn't say it's gonna for sure happen, but I wouldn't say it's for sure canceled yet. So it is something I would definitely keep an eye out for. I mean, as of right now, with how crazy the world is happening, I would assume it. It's probably not gonna happen, but I'm not gonna totally rule it out yet. But you know. If you guys don't like me, just take one word from me. If you could take one word from me, take me serious for one second and just stay home, be safe, y'all, and don't catch this damn fire since don't spread it if you have it. <laughs> so, um, all right, on that note, let's get right into the Darius Slay news. So, Pierre, you weren't here with us last time. The Lions obviously traded Darius Slay to the Philadelphia Eagles for a third round pick and a fifth round pick in this upcoming draft. Right. And, I just kind of want to hear your thoughts on it. You know, back at the deadline, you were all for keeping Darius Slay, and we're now at this point. We're trading him. I just kind of
3: want to hear you out. Where are you at with that? Okay, I'm going to be honest. Um, So, like, yeah, I, I did want to keep him because I thought we had a shot. You know, we were good and stuff, whatever. And then, like, all this other stuff happened. Injuries happened. We started losing games. But Bob Quinn... Should have either paid him, like look better now. I know I said they should have cut, but looking back at it now, they probably should have traded him at the deadline or even the training camp of that season because Slay was holding out. You know, he wanted that new deal. And then today came out that there was friction about this. Me and you knew about this, but we didn't tell anyone. Um, like a player, an unnamed player told us we're not going to say his name because we don't want to get in trouble. But we knew about this. So uh, we just kept it quiet. But it came out today um that like Patricia basically like ripped Slay or whatever and he said some things to him. we'll get into that later. but overall man, you kind of had to trade him like you signed Desmond Trufant. they love Okuda. what did I tell you guys once they sign a uh, true they're trading him like we all knew it they're, they're gonna trade him yeah and it, it's like inevitable it was it had to happen for both sides and it is what it is the Lions got a three and a five I was hoping for a two. Or Like a three and a good player. They got a three and a five. It is what it is. He got paid Both sides are happy move on. You know, I'm not pissed about it. I know the business of football slay wanted a new deal He had no guaranteed money left on this deal So he wanted a he wanted guaranteed money and Phil definitely gave him that they gave him a three-year extension What was it like 15 mil with 30 mil guaranteed? 16 and a half guaranteed a year.
2: Or yeah, not up a so year, but
3: 16 and a half. Of them so he solid. basically has, like, two-year, $30 million guarantee. After those two years, it's kind of like, we'll see what happens. So he gets 30 mil guaranteed, which is good for him. Um, and I'm happy for him, to be honest. He deserves that paycheck. Just the Lions, they come from the Patriots. And then with those incidents we talked about, they, they don't pay uh, – they don't want to pay guys uh, going to their third contract big money. Like, they don't want to commit long-term. Maybe, if, like, if it was, like, a two-year deal, I could have seen Detroit do something, like, add a year extra, like what they did with Snacks. But they weren't going to give him three to four years how uh, Philly did.
2: Yeah. And it, you see by Slay's comments as well. Like I said, we will get into that later. But he said it was it was time. And honestly, I'm kind of shocked he even wanted to last this long after all the comments we are seeing. I don't want to expose him right now because I still want to talk about our thoughts and reactions. But um, so you were one of the people that wanted to keep him the deadline, obviously. And now that the trade has happened, you're, you're satisfied with it, it seems like.
3: I don't know if I'm sad, so I'm just kind of happy it's done with. You know, like, it had to happen. I wish we got more. I really do, because Slay is, like, a really good corner. I still think it's a top-five corner. Yeah, maybe he had a bad year, but the Lions pass rush stinks, and he had to cover guys for, like, eight seconds. Literally. You go look at the metrics, the Lions pass rush is by itself.
1: Yes. They're by themselves.
3: <laughs> I mean, I'm being serious. Maybe, they are That's by themselves. Yeah, they're <laughs> all the way to the left. They they're are the league literally of the left. No one's near them. So
2: So take out, uh, you know, what the Patriots would do, and obviously what Bob Quinn and Patricia did. Take out that. I want your opinion on this. Seeing Darius Slay's contract with Philadelphia,
3: would you be willing to uh, have been willing for Detroit to give that contract? No, 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 Uh, because this is the reason why you look at guys around the league Jimmy Smith, he's 32, he declined, Joe Hayden declined corners when they reach that road 30, 31 year olds they the roads exactly what's a two-year deal two-year 30 million dollar deal 15 guarantee two-year 32 heck i, I don't care four-year deal three three to four-year deal no okay so you're, you're happy detroit did not do this offer this deal i mean we just went like over examples roads uh yeah yeah i could think of more but I don't yeah uh, i mean just example whatever uh so you're happy they didn't do this deal they didn't extend him to that that deal. Yeah, because like after those two years, those initial two years, where it's probably like maybe he'll start to decline some. I mean, you don't know. Maybe he'll be good, but it's risky. You could be stuck with a bad contract. Gotcha. All right. Mm-hmm. So we got Pierre's
2: perspective on it. Seems not totally satisfied, but satisfied enough for the, the circumstances that it came down to it coming to this offseason rather than not doing it during the deadline or last offseason. So... Okay, Malcolm, it's up to you now. The, the, yeah, shop, right. the floor is yours. <laughs> <laughs> the floor is
1: yours. All right, Um. so about Darius Slay. You were I've all been calling <laughs> this. I, I was all on this from day one. I mean, I knew this was going to happen. i seen this was going to happen. from the moment he held out, I knew this was going to happen. So that's why I was so – I was pro-trade Darius Slay at deadline. I knew there was no way that they were going to re-sign him. So I knew they had – if you want to get the most value from Darius Slay – you needed to trade him at deadline because Darius Slay is not to make a break of you being 6-10 and 10 or 10-6. and six. He's not to make a break of that. The thing is, when I'm looking at the Detroit Lions team last year, they were so awful getting pressure on the quarterback. You could have had Darius Slay all year, and this is going forward. If Darius Slay was on the team next year, and I told you guys, if we have no pass rush, we're going to go either 6 or 10 or 9-7. That's the highest if we don't have a pass rush with Darius Slay. Without Darius Slay? If we don't have a pass rush, we're going 6 or 10 or 9 and 7. It's like Darius Slade does not he's not going to make or break the season because our main issue right now is putting pressure on the quarterback. And Darius is a hell of a player. He's a hell of a player, one of my favorite players, one of my favorite cornerbacks right now, and I appreciate everything he does on the field. Um, I'm going to be the first one to tell you that no, he did not decline. Um, it was just because of the pass rush last year and why his numbers looked the way it did. But they just had to move on from there's there's no nothing made sense on my end on keeping him business wise and having a good team going forward. Because me personally and I'm not saying that he's going to decline or you know he may have be next year statistically he should have the best year of his career because he's playing with a really good front. So if he does not play to that to that that standard, you already know like maybe he's declining. You know, yeah. but I think it was a perfect time to move on for him. Now, the only thing that bothered me about the trade was we didn't trade my deadline and we didn't get the most from him because they already knew there was no way they were keeping him. Uh-huh. So we settled for a third and a fifth. And for people, that was like, oh, a third and a fifth. Like, what else are we going to get from Darius Slade? He's a hell of a player. I get it, but he's going to be 30. He's on his last year of his contract. So whoever trades for him, they have to pay him. So nobody's going to give up a first for Darius Slay. There's no team, nobody in their right mind to get a first for Darius Slay. Getting a second was a long shot, and that was I was saying the range of us training Darius Slay was a two, anywhere between two and four. I knew that that was the range because we could have got. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have been shocked if we'd traded him for a fourth, a fourth and a fifth, be, just because of the contract that they were going to have to give up for him. A team is not going to really invest that much on a high pick to trade for him. So, I, I mean, the third and fifth, I seen that coming, but. We could have got better value at the trade deadline. I've been—I was preaching it. I was hoping that it was gonna happen. Um, I think me and you, Tyler, were, were on the front of the train, hoping that yeah. that, that was gonna happen, and it didn't happen. Uh-huh. Um. So yeah, now we got a—now we got third-round pick, and we gotta make the best of that pick. I mean, who knows? I mean, right now we have what five picks in the top 85? Or yes, it's a four? I mean, we got Four. 4 back. Definitely, we gotta, make the, from
2: three we gotta
1: make the best. We gotta make the best out of it, and it could be a really good situation now. Does this make the team better? And this is this is a question a lot of people have. I think we, a lot of people are saying they think we got worse or if we got better. I said this in the beginning <laughs> if we have Darius Slade next year, if we had Darius Slade next year, and our pass rush looked like it did in 2019, you know, our record was going to be anywhere between six and ten and nine and seven. With I mean, the Darius, six Slate, ten,
2: the six and ten between, low is even, six generous, and ten I
1: think. Low. that's that's the lowest. Six <laughs> that and is I think it's generous. <laughs> if we have no pass rush with Darius Slay, we're going anywhere between six and ten and nine and seven. Without Darius Slay, without Darius Slay, if we have no pass rush, guess what? The record's going to be guys anywhere between six and ten and nine and seven. Yeah, that's just huh? that's just that's just, that's just the, the the facts of reality. So, if we have a pass rush next year with the cornerbacks that we have now, I'm not saying I don't know who we're going to add in the draft, but even with the cornerbacks we have now, if we have a pass rush. The defense is going to be solid. I guarantee the defense is going to look better than it did last year. It's not just because, oh, we're out of Darius Slay. It's just because, hell, we have a pass rush. That's just going to be the difference between this year and last year. not because we have a guy that could cover for 100 seconds. It's, it's not, that's not going to be the difference between the teams. It's the difference of 2019 2020 is if we're able to generate a pass rush or not.
2: Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Because you see teams in the NFL, good teams in the NFL, and – you know, even the, look at a team like Seattle. I mean, they they have good DVs, but they don't have a true cornerback. They don't have a Darius Slay. You know who's, what I mean? Like, a,
1: who was um, the the um, the Chiefs? Who was it? Breeland? Yeah, Sean Breeland, you know. Breland? I
3: was like, the
2: you Come know. on.
1: That, that's that's hey. not the biggest average quarterback I've ever seen in my life. And even the average
3: is nice. I mean, you remember how bad he was in Green Bay? We were okay. picking on him. Yeah. Chavaris Ward. Chavaris Ward or whatever his name is.
1: I'm, I'm just telling you what a, what a good front looks like. A good front makes average guys look better. Exactly. So it doesn't matter. I mean, Darius Slay's a hell of a player. He deserves his money. But if our if our front four looks like a good front four, we're not gonna miss. I guarantee you, they're not gonna miss Darius Slay. Yeah,
3: yeah, and that yes has to be like that's not really addressed like fully yet. But there's still time in free agency in the draft to address that front four and front seven. Yeah, definitely, definitely.
1: Yeah. Um, that's I want to say that. one more
3: thing though, Tyler. Yeah, go I didn't mention. I still think Slay is a top five corner I, because not everyone can go out and shadow number one receivers week to week, man to man, no help. I still think he's a dog, and I wish him well in Philadelphia. Yeah, man, I wish say.
1: him. I wish him well too, man. You know, shout out to Darius Slay for coming. Does he is Darius Slay is one of the coolest dudes in football right now? I tell you that well right talk. now. Darius Slay's the type of person that if you wrote him on on Twitter and said, "Hey, Slay, I'm having a party," which he done before, "Hey, Slay, I'm having a party. Want to want to slide through?" He'd be like, "Sure. Where's it at?" <laughs> and he'll come. He yeah. doesn't know you. He he doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to him. He'll come up. He'll he'll just slide through and, and just be cool with it. Um, yeah, he's one cool dude. You know, he, he joined our podcast. He didn't even know about us. A bunch of you know three fans. I just running a podcast. He said, hey, y'all yeah, join? Yeah, we we're rookies. <laughs> you know? We were rookies. Yeah, we were yeah. brand new too. So I mean. <laughs> I'm happy I'm happy for Slay. I'm happy for Slay. I'm glad he got his money and even when we're talking about DBs and we're talking about Slay before yes I was saying that we should trade him but I was saying I was the first person to say he deserves to be the top eight receiver I said that yeah. right um, because he does yeah. man because he does a lot um, he is like you're saying he's covering more than um, the top cornerbacks are supposed to do because he has to cover longer so yeah he deserves it I'm happy for him I wish him the best
2: you yeah, know, Darius Slay, like, the heart, like, when he saw the news, it, like, you, you hurt because, you know, he does so much for the community. Yeah. He's been on the team for the last seven years. He's just been that heart and soul. Big play Slay, the finger wag, you know, everything. The heart initial is like, damn, we just lost Darius Slay. But, I, you know, I usually tend to not let my heart speak when, like, move stuff like stuff like this happens. You know, if he told me this, like, three, four years ago and I'm 16, 15 years old, I'd be heartbroken right now. You're going to cry? You that, Tyler, would you I have, have those- cried? Yeah, yeah I mean, like <laughs> I remember Hi. 2017, like when the t- This is this is tigers. I know you guys not give a shit about the tigers, but the tigers no, no. traded JD Martinez, and Craig? I was in t- I, I was in tears, dude. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like me being a 16 year old, like it just like I don't want. My heart speak as much for like football moves anymore. Like I love the guy, you know, he's a great player. I'm, i respect the hell out of him, like for all the high school like games he went to, college games, like you know, he, he did so much for the community and just yeah. a great person. Great but you know, I when it comes to moves like this, I usually like my head to speak. I talk football. This is a and this is a good football move. I mean you said it. Me and you were preaching at this at the deadline. I mean the lines were three, three and one at the point at the deadline and I personally didn't think they had a run to go 8-2. and two. I didn't think they had to do that because that's what they had to do, and that's what we thought they had to do to make the playoffs, uh, to crack a wild card spot. Division was already almost out of hope after losing to the Vikings and Packers back-to-back week, so it was going to be tough to win the division. I-, I thought it was time to sell, do a little retool, and you get the best value out of Darius Slay because maybe you're not guaranteed a first-round pick. I mean, you might have gotten it, but I think you're guaranteed at least a second-round pick at the trade deadline.
1: Yeah, guaranteed and that, that was guaranteed that's like a round pick
2: exactly and that's i mean i can't confirm that but i would assume so at least um and that's the only thing i hate about this trade I like i i understand the trade and i i'm i guess satisfied it's what i expected like i, I was making twitter polls and instagram polls uh, before the you know the trade actually happened I was like offering doing like these scenarios and every scenario was nothing better than like a Third-round pick and maybe like a player or a third-round pick and yeah. like, a late pick like that I knew like I expected this move to happen So I'm not shocked by the return It's just I think Detroit waited too long to make the move to, and to pull the trigger where I think they could have got the the better value of Darius Slay yeah. Darius Slay at the you know joining the team at the deadline halfway through the season I think you get a, at least a one or you know, I think you get at least a second round
1: pick. Yeah, and, probably a first.
2: Yeah, and then very possibly a first round pick. So that's the only thing I'm kinda like fed up with and like it's just holding on to him too long. If you knew you were not gonna win, you knew you were not gonna resign. I can't say they didn't know they were not gonna win, but I didn't think they were good enough to win. And um that's the only thing. But like, you know, the return in general, like I I mentioned, it's I expected it. It's 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 what was expected. So I'm not mad by the deal. It's just I'm more mad that Detroit held on for him this long. And if if he knew it was going to happen, you know, you got to trade him while well, you got the value. And I think that's something Detroit just does, man. They hold on to guys too long sometimes and they just don't know when to move on in all of our sports teams. <laughs>
1: yeah. And right. one thing one thing I want to say, one thing I want to say, I just want to put this out for the people who – um there's a lot of people out there saying this is Detroit's fault. Um, he had one year his contract – um, he should have played it out. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he's happy or not. He should have played it out. I'm going to tell those people. I just want everybody to know that football is a little bit different from other sports. Um, right. If you have a five-year contract, five-year deal, a five-year deal, and you get to that fourth year and then your guaranteed money runs out, those guys usually hold, hold out and they try to negotiate a new contract right then and there. I mean, it's just usually what it is like the NFL world is a little bit different. Um, once the guarantee money stops, pretty much your contract stops, <laughs> according to these guys. Um, and it was just a situation that had to be done because there was no way Darius Slay, there was no way Darius Slay was going to go out on, on that field with that same contract.
3: No, because like, I, he gets hurt, he's
1: fucked. Exactly. It's going to be just like the um, Earl Thomas situation. It's it just, you don't, you don't want guys out there who's not 100% like committed to the team and if you play with the guy's money he's not committed to the team i can tell you that now so at that fourth year or whatever year that their last year you gotta make a decision are you gonna extend that guy or are you gonna trade him that that's pretty much what it what it is boiled down to in football i mean i wish the contracts were different i wish it was like all guaranteed money because then at, at that point it was like the nba yeah everybody's playing out there last year
3: I agree, and we'll see crazier trades too if contracts are yeah, all good. Yeah, we'll see crazier
1: trades, and it'll be different because guys will have like different clauses on their on their contract. You know, they'll have tra- player options and stuff. They could, you know, buy. They could, you know, they could do other things. You know, right. but it's the contract is different. Like the guaranteed money is only a portion of the contract. And once that shit runs out, bro, they don't care about the rest of the contract. The contract doesn't exist. So right. just keep in mind if the, if your favorite player has a five year deal, in your mind, just know that that's a four year deal. <laughs> because the, the 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 chance of them doing that last deal is slim to none.
3: Well, an example is, uh, I don't know, Big V, Big V. Like for example, he got a five-year deal, but only the first two years are guaranteed. After that, it's like they can move yeah. on from him. Yeah,
1: whoa, they can They could. Whoa,
3: whoa. <laughs> We're spoiling, It's just like, like an
1: example. Another yeah, example yeah, yeah. is we're not, we're, not talk about. we're not gonna talk about.
3: Another example is honor your contract. The Lions released Devon Kennard. He entered he honored his contract, but they released him. So fans that say honor your contract, teams don't honor contracts. So why should players honor contracts?
1: Yeah, you got. I'm you always on
3: the both. player side when it comes to the yeah. contracts, to be honest. Because yeah,
1: yeah, look at both ways. So.
3: They deserve it.
1: Yeah, they do. All right,
3: uh, you guys want to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll get into some
2: juicy stuff that happened with DeRozan. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: With currently no NBA, NHL, or college basketball, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you're wrong. BetOnline still have hundreds of places to wager. From their online casinos to poker and blackjack, all open 24 hours a day and online, sports aren't totally done. There's still martial Arts and Esports are on the rise. If you're into entertainment, you can still bet on American Idol, The Elections, and Spelling Bee, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Be sure to use our promo code BLUEWIRE and receive 50% off on your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your new ticket to online action.
2: Alright guys, we are back. And as promised, mm. man, there's some stuff out there, man. Darius mm. Lake got traded around like 9.30 Eastern Time in the morning, obviously. And some stuff happened. Some stuff mm. happened. Uh, said. Darius Slay hopped on a radio show on WJR with uh, Mitch Album, and Mitch Album. If you're somehow listening to this, I'm a huge fan of you. Pistons 30 for 30, big fan. You know, big writer. So Mitch Album, if you're listening, I'm a big fan. <laughs> 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 but um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, he joined Mitch Album's show on w- WJR uh, AM radio, and uh, we don't have audio of it. But there's some comments that were said, and I am gonna read them for you. Um, kudos to Justin Rogers for tweeting this because before this, as big a fan I wasn't of uh, of you, Mitch Albom. I wasn't listening to the show currently at at that moment, so I actually found this on Twitter, and um, Justin Rogers spilled the beans. So um, mm. this is the first tweet that came out about it. Oh, Slay on WJR said he didn't respect Matt Patricia as a person even after the Dick's trade.
1: Oh, God. So,
2: <laughs> just that itself. Um, we kind of mentioned it at, at the beginning of the podcast. Um, we talked to a player before being peer, and this player confirmed to us a month ago before we even saw. This was back in 2018 by Matt Patricia um, Jerry so Slay posted a picture of him and Odell Beckham Jr. on his Instagram story, right? And I, th- I believe said family or oh, something God. like that, something along those lines. I'm gonna remind you guys this is 2018, first year coach Patricia, joint practice. Patricia said, Stop
3: oh, sucking the stop sucking this man's private parts. Yeah. <laughs> what?
1: No.
3: So, this is what Slay said about Patricia to Dave Burkett, um, to uh, Dave. He told me in front of the whole team in the meeting room, showed clips of me in practice getting a ball caught on me or so in practice. I posted a picture of a wide receiver, Odell, on social media, and he told me stop sucking this man's private. So I'm like, whoa, I'm like, hold up. Where I'm from, that don't fly, because I wouldn't say that to him. I wouldn't say to him to stop you-know-what to Bill Belichick. Oh, he's basically saying I wouldn't like say go suck on Bill Belichick, basically. I get yeah, what you saying. Yeah. That's exactly I wouldn't true. do that. That's just not me as a man. That's disrespectful to me. And so from there on, it was done with. I mean, bro, you just think about that. Um, Like, if, if you think about that, like, imagine you're as a grown man. You're married. You have kids. Um, A coach is telling you to, like, suck this man off. Like, what the fuck is
1: what? Back what? Was- you better back the fuck up out my face,
3: goddamn I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Don't play with me and Tyler. And I knew about this, but we couldn't release it. It was off the record, but like it's out right now, so we could talk about it. Like, what the hell, Tyler? Like, yeah, I don't know, man. I like
2: when I heard this like back then, I was shocked, and now people hearing it, they're shocked. Um, it's wild. So something that, yes, that you know no now. Yeah, now that it's brought up, we could speak about it. And the media guys will even confirm this. And you guys know me. I, I'm I'm not even trying to show bias right now. You guys know I'm not a Patricia fan. You guys know I'm not a Bob Quinn fan. So I'm not going to show any bias here. But media people have confirmed Matt Patricia is a changed man since 2018 and 2019. And I can't personally confirm this because like, I don't know the man personally, obviously. But I think you could just tell from, you know media day um you know like all the press conferences on you know game weeks and stuff you could just tell he's kind of loosened up a little bit he's not this you know hard-ass bitch anymore or he has i am Matt patricia we are doing it this way or and i, I how do i describe this it, it, it's tough to describe but i think he's kind of changed his demeanor a little bit Definitely. and he's and he's just not like this big boss anymore like i still think he he looks at himself as the big leader in, in the grand scheme of things. But I think if he could go back, I can't confirm this, but I think if he could go back, I don't think he would say that to Darius Slay. If this was last year, I, like, I don't think he would say that. And you know everything we've heard so far, so far at least, from Darius Slay's front, it doesn't seem like it's really new news. It seems like it's a little older stuff from like when he first got to Detroit. It, uh, when Patricia obviously got to Detroit in 2018 But I mean it just they obviously didn't mesh together. It was it was obvious I mean slay made it pretty he always gave hints out, you know in media and all that stuff. So It, it just wasn't a match wasn't a culture fit. I'm not gonna defend either side right here um, So I guess there's that I, I mean, I, I really don't know how to speak on it like I don't know how to like yeah. it's just it's just crazy man like I really believe though if Patricia could go back I I would like to say I don't think he would say that. I don't know though.
1: I mean, well this is what I'm going to say about the situation and there's a lot of tough there was a lot of tough coaches in the NFL and I'm pretty sure they said worse shit to their players. Yeah. Um like I would I wish I could go in the time machine and just sit in a Jim Schwartz uh locker room after a blowout loss and see what he has to say about the players because I know he was cursing at everybody. Janitors probably caught it. Everybody in the building probably caught it from Jim Schwartz. Um, And the media people couldn't even tell you Jim Schwartz was 10 times tougher on the players than um, Patricia was 2018. Now, 2018, Patricia, um, when he came in, I didn't really like the vibe that he was breaking out either. You know, he was yelling at people too. Media people were getting it. Um, you could kind of tell he was uh, uh, kind of like a dick. <laughs> he could, he could tell. Kind of. Um. Yeah, you could kind of tell. Um. <laughs> I, I noticed that when he yelled at the media guy for, I guess he was slouching and asking the question. He was like, sit up straight when he talked to me or some shit like that. <laughs> oh, so shit. I kind of, I kind, yeah, I, I kind of sense that he was, he was a dick from that point. But yeah. 2019, Patricia just seemed like a totally different guy. And this is a guy that people. When they talk about Patricia, that's what they know him as. Like it, when um, old Patriots players were talking about Patricia, they say that Bill, Bill, Bill Beltrick was like the guy who didn't really take shit and he was like a tough guy. But Patricia was the player's coach. He was their player's coach. He was the cool guy. So you kind of saw that 2019. You kind of saw that side of Patricia. And I think that's the real Patricia. I think Patricia, when he first came in, his first time being a head coach – I guess he wanted to, you know, Steve show Belichick. dominance. Yeah, not, well, I, I guess mean, he it, wanted to put his dominance out there to, to let everybody know you can't run over me.
2: I mean, we yeah. talked to, to Hakeem Valles. He even said, because he was there in 2018, obviously. Yeah. He said he's Bill Belichick with like, his own like, thing to him, you know? On steroids. He's yeah, Belichick on steroids. steroids. I mean,
1: yeah, exactly. So I guess he got there and was like, he wanted, he didn't, I guess he didn't want players to, to walk all over him. And he, wanted, he, did want, he, had, he did want to change the culture. But he didn't want the players to walk all, all over him, so I guess that's why he had that dick role and and wanted to be a dick. But I guess I don't know what happened to twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. Maybe he looked himself in the mirror. Maybe maybe he got advice from Bill. It was like Bill was like, "Yo, this is not you. Like, what are you doing?" Yeah. And you could see that twenty nineteen Patricia looked like a looked like how he was in New England. You know, he was a calm dude. Cool. cool. It seemed seemed like he was cool. Every interview that Patricia's in is funny as hell. Like he's a cool dude. Senior um, bull. Sceneable, exactly like he's like right. a, it, like everybody likes him like with the media because he's a cool dude um and i think that's the real Patricia. Um, yeah. so i don't really look too much into the stuff that happened in 2018 um and the way i look at it i guarantee you cuz this is like really the first time players come out of what coaches said to them in the locker room especially after a loss or a bad practice i am confident because i heard some shit in high school <laughs> In high school, and I'm I'm a kid in high school. Right. And they said some shit that they'll call you out. Yeah. So I'm I'm not shocked. As far as what was said, I'm pretty sure there's worse shit. Some coaches said a lot of worse shit to players.
2: Yeah. Oh. I, I think the difference is that this was Patricia and Slay essentially meeting for like the first time. Or exactly. at least, you know, I think it was just the wrong impression. And after that, I mean, you got to understand Slay's, too, at that point. Slay, I mean, he's already met him. Like, I think he's already, like, you know, screw you at this point. Like, you know. He was. He was. And you can't blame him, honestly, for it. No, so, no I don't blame him for it. So, I think the players from 2018 just kind of got the wrong first impression of Patricia. It and it kind of rubbed off wrongly on guys like Darius Slay, obviously. So, that's why stuff like this. Happen, but like as of right now, like I said, I'm not a Patricia fan, but we haven't heard anything, you know, him negative to the players or like he's gonna call him out. I mean, like that's it's football. You're in NFL. You're gonna get called out. Like that's that's a given. I mean, I'm not against that, but like saying to suck a guy's, you know, what off? (laughs) I don't (laughs) think think anything like that happened in 2019. Now that like that, you should not be doing that. So um, I it looks like he's a change guy. I can't confirm that, but, like, it just seems like he's a, a way different animal compared to the,
3: his rookie year to his sophomore year. Yeah, and no, Patricia just released a statement to ESPN, Michael Rothstein. Oh, it is this breaking over, news? It's a statement, so it wasn't just now, it was a couple minutes ago, but it says, over the last two seasons, Darius and I have had multiple conversations in private, and I believe we're constructive and satisfactory, Patricia said. My discussions with athletes are confidential, and I won't comment on anything discussed with our players in a team meeting. I appreciate his hard work and wish he and his family all the success in Philadelphia. Also, Darius Slay acknowledged this. Um, Slay, Slay said the relationship uh, with Patricia in 2019 was a way better year than last year. So yeah. And he said he called 2019 season good. We had no problems and that both player and coach understood was all business and all Patricia need to do was coach him now how to be a better player. We need to help Detroit win. But the um, the one hiccup was trading his boy Nino. He didn't like that. Yeah. He told uh, Patricia he you didn't know, like that. So Slay, like, acknowledged that... Uh, there was that a difference. Patricia changed. But, like, at that point, the relationship... Then they traded his boy. So at that point, the relationship was kind of, like, broken. And it was inevitable to fix. Yeah, I mean, which is, like... Yeah, I mean,
2: I, I wouldn't even mention this one. In 2018, as well, uh, <laughs> Patricia mentioned a Slay, saying... While you're working out with like Akeem Talib and Richard Sherman, those guys are elite. You're just good or something like that. Like, some look at that as motivation, but some of that just like like who the hell are you, dude? You just came here, you got your first head coaching gig, and you're already talking crazy like this. Like, I don't know. Players are gonna take the wrong impre- like the wrong message from that, and like even if I got that message personally, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about, dude? Like, if I'm Darius Light Talent. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I just had eight interceptions the year before. <laughs> Like, right. I don't know. I don't know, man. I think it was just a wrong first impre- uh, impression. with, And this relationship just went sour from there. It, it got better, I guess, in 2019. And the trade just went back to where it was. And it was time to move on. It, it is what it is. And, you know, they're trying to build their culture. Um, we're not saying it's going to work. We're not going to say it's not going to work. It's, I mean, it's kind of wait and see right now. I'm not very hopeful. I'm not very optimistic. But, you know, what do you, what do I know? Maybe it could work.
1: Right. Let's just jump on that topic real quick, man, because there, there was something big on Twitter about uh Darius Leigh and I bet guess is he elite or is he very good? Where do you guys see Darius Leigh as?
3: I think he's a top three, top five corner, whatever. I think he's one of the best. He didn't have a damn pass rush here and he had like little hamstring injury, so it's not his fault that like he had like I don't know, man, they just don't help him. Like our pass rush blows, bro. Like I
1: is, think... he, is he is he elite or is he good? I he's mean, elite. OK, you believe he's elite. What about you, Tyler?
2: You know, I I think he is elite, man. I mean, he didn't look elite because I think like Pierre mentioned the pass rush is huge, man. Like, it's oh, terrible. Like he, he just does so much for the team that goes unnoticed, honestly, because the pass rush is so bad. Like his numbers haven't looked phenomenal under Patricia and like pro football focus ranked him a below average quarterback or cornerback.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: because of because I, of that. But yeah, they I, even I,
3: tweeted out that he's better than his grade says. Like one of their guys, I think it of was
1: course Slay, we know that.
3: PFF. I forgot his name. I don't know. One of the PFF guys said Slay's a lot better than this grade. Like,
2: Yeah. yeah. So I, I think Darius Slay is a top five talent, a, a cornerback talent, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah, I think he's elite. I just didn't think he. Flourished well, I mean you kind of saw the Nino digs effect, you know when he went to Seattle look at look at how he flourished man I mean like it makes a huge difference. I know he was a safety yeah. But and I, I think
1: expect Slade to have a big year. I expect Yeah, to have I, a big I, year
2: I see something like the Nino digs effect, you know Nino leaves the Lions goes to a team that has a pass rush has a, a good foundation and he flourished he looked like a very good safety down there and he looked like you know what he did in 2017, you know or 2018, when he almost made the Pro Bowl. Like, he, very good Nino digs. I think it's going to be the same effect for Darius Slay. Yes, he's a little older because he's already 29 years old, but I still think Slay got a good two, three years left in his career.
1: We'll see. Time will tell regarding that because you never know. Yeah. I mean, we thought and the same thing about know. snacks. We thought the same thing about snacks. Oh, I just. Yeah, we all did. Sorry. You, you, never, you, you never know. Um, but I do. This is what I'm going to say about cornerbacks. But and this is cornerbacks in general. Um, I do think that we use the, sh- the word "shutdown" too too freely. To be he honest with shutdown, you, though. to be honest with you, um, no, he's he's not a shutdown corner. I mean, he has. What? I mean, he has improved it. He has improved. I mean, when I, this is what I look at: shutdown. Does he shadow guys? Yes. Does he take them out the game?
3: Yes. Last year, no, but the prior years,
1: yes. I. I, 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 this thing, um, <laughs> Malcolm disagrees. I, I, okay, I kind of you know do. I kind of want to have this debate right now, no, bro. No, but no, no. Like. It's, 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 it's cool, man. The thing is that when I'm looking at shutdown, I think the last shutdown corner I seen in the national football league was, um, Revis, And that's just me.
0: And that's what I'm talking about.
1: Gilmore's Gilmore is not shut down. When you're okay. shut down corner, you'll take somebody's number one receiver mm. and you'll hold them for three, three catches and thirty yards.
3: Yomar did that this week. He had like one bad game.
1: For so every receiver he played against.
3: Yeah, he did every top receiver sweep, bro. I, I'll,
1: I'll look. I'll look up the numbers. I doubt it. I doubt it. Cause there's some games that probably Tyreek. You know, th- th- this this is different. Like they called Revis Island for for a reason. Revis Island was Rivas Island. If you was on Revis Island, you wasn't having a good game. Everybody knew that. So you're talking like, like by shutdown? You mean like like the best of the best of the best of the down. best? Like if you are a receiver who averages nine catches, ten catches, seven catches for a hundred yards, you you're Revis Island. You're not getting that. You're not getting a hundred yards on, on Darrell Revis in his prime. I think the only receiver that did that to Darrell Revis was Randy Moss, and he'll tell you. Even Calvin Johnson, man, he put a number on Calvin when you played him. He did. He did work down Calvin a lot. So
2: Slay is obviously didn't really play in the era of Darrell Rebus. But, I mean, right now in this generation, I think he is considered, you know, top five shutdown corner.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. To me, I think he's the the most hard, the hardest working cornerback right now. And he is, to me, the best cornerback right now just because of that. But I said shutdown. As far as the word shutdown... I don't think any of these guys right now are shut down corners. So
3: you think there are like zero corners in the NFL? There's zero
1: cornerback right now are shutdown corners because you can have your you have really good corners like who's that guy from Buffalo? The, the cornerback White.
3: Tredavious White.
1: Tredavious White. White. He's 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 nice, right? He's sweet. He's sweet, right? He's a do you put do you see that he's an elite a, a, an elite corner? I think he's elite corner. Yeah, he's elite corner. But then he'll have a guy like Kenny Galladay put up almost two hundred yards on him. That's not
3: elite. That's not shutdown. I mean, like. That's his There's second no year, though. That, you know? that was his second year. But I'm not making excuses. That was, that, but that that was like, last year.
1: No, that was last year last year
3: years ago. When was, we played Buffalo. This was 2018. Oh,
1: 2018? Yeah, that was 2018.
3: Was second year rookie year? Yeah. I,
1: year.
3: I mean, but like guys are gonna get beat. Like I don't think they're gonna get beat. But those
1: Rebus. guys, like like shutdown, Joe Revis, Champ Bailey, those guys week week in week out held guys top guys. To like four catches, three catches.
2: Yeah, um, I do like, I mean, I, I think in this generation, Slay is one of the best. I think he is one of the best. Yeah,
1: he is, absolutely. Yeah. But like it's I said, just, it's just
2: you're you're right. You people throw the word shutdown too often. It's kind of like do. they
1: think every think everybody number one corner is shut down the corner. And that's not true. A,
2: it's just like you know every draft this guy's a generational talent this guy's a generation everyone's a generational talent every single year like that's not possible we throw the word generational talent way too freely not us personally but like as fans generational talent means generational talent i mean they're a freak yeah they're a freak but like we uh, we throw that the fans the media all of us i'll take i'd do it too this guy's a generational talent i think
1: i I I think i think if you have alignment yeah. If you have a lineman running a 4-3, that's generational talent. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: shit. I, Offensive I lineman. Yeah, I, I think Malcolm is just
1: kind <laughs> of referring
2: to that reference. But with shutdown, yeah. people are throwing that shutdown reference just too often. Like, it's not yeah. needed for every guy that shuts down a shutdown it's not, corner. It's
1: not. I don't think but every there is, corner, like a hell of a corner. He is a hell of a corner. And I put him up there as the hardest working corner in the NFL because he has to cover guys a lot more than they do. Yeah. The shutdown, I mean... I he's not a shutdown corner. I'm sorry. He's not. would you call him elite this generation though? In this generation, would I call him elite. Yeah. I think because he is in the, the top tier guys that's playing right now. Yeah. So yeah, you could call him elite. Gotcha. But he's not a shutdown corner. Fair. Now can he be? He could go to he could go to Philadelphia right now and, and he has a hell of a schedule. So if he could help this is this is the proof of year for Darius Lee. This is the year to show I am an elite shutdown corner. Because he has he had the pass rush now. Time. And he's playing against Michael Thomas. <laughs> he's playing against he's playing against some good guys. Like he had a, he had a t- pretty tough tough schedule.
2: Did they play the Saints this year? I even look at their schedule. I think
1: they played this. I think they played the Saints this year. I, I saw. What I mean? briefly saw the, um, the the players he have to go against this year. Yes, Cooper. And I, I saw Michael Thomas on there. Michael Thomas was on there. Um, we get to
2: see the Slay Slayton matchup.
1: Yeah, Cooper was on there twice, so he's to play against Cooper twice. Yeah. Um. He has he has, Terry he has, Terry Terry McLaurin, Terry McLaurin, McLaurin. He, has, he has some pretty good players he has to play against. Now if he can shut down I'll say 75 oh, percent of these guys. I don't care if he has a few bad games. And when I mean shut down, I mean have these guys for going for four catches, forty yards type stuff.
2: I see it happening, honestly. I like it if with he, this, I like this fit. If he does it I love
1: the fit No, part. then we could then then we could come back and say, you know what, Darius Slay is a shutdown corner yeah and people are going to come back here lions fan.
2: we really trade this guy for a third round pick i mean at that <laughs> point i mean it's what it i'm is. not gonna yeah i understand we I mean we don't need to break it down we already yeah. broke it down <laughs> yeah that point is what it is all right guys that is a wrap to episode 88 of the pride podcast i hope you guys enjoyed our analysis of the Darius slay trade i think when people think anything bob guenemappers should do especially me people just think i'm the most negative person ever i'm gonna shoot down everything I'm not I'm not that type of guy for every move. I'm I'm realistic, but I'm not going to shoot down everything. I I don't love the trade, I don't hate the trade. You got negative. Guys are my
1: negative.
2: <laughs> well, I'm always negative.
1: <laughs> negative. He's no, a yeah. he's a SOL fan. He's a part of the SOL fan base. Yeah, I'm same Lions. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just am just messing with you, bro. Yeah. I, you're not don't don't, don't say that. No, yeah. you're not. I, I I'm not I'm
2: not I'm one of those people that don't let my heart speak. I let the brain speak. So not anymore. I don't know what happened to you. You're a different dude <laughs> now. <laughs> I've changed man. The lines changed me. Change me. Ah the Kool-Aid's worn off. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed our analysis of the dairy slate trade. We will be uh, coming with you guys for a whole free agency recap. Uh that'll be dropping on Monday, so stay tuned for that. A lot of stuff to break down. It's gonna be a lot of really interesting stuff, but all i got stay tuned for draft news um draft party news we'll update you guys on that on our social media but
3: thank you guys for all the support and i'm out guys see ya. all right guys before i let you out make sure you subscribe rate and view on apple podcast we appreciate all the support and i am out oh also guys uh next week or the week after we got a surprise guest coming on at draft prospect so stay tuned for that and
1: i'm out peace wait we do i'll just mess with you <laughs> <laughs> Alright, it's your boy Malcolm. Um, y'all already know what to do, man. We have our voicemails and those are coming out next episode. So it's not too late to leave your questions. Hit up our voicemail if you want to vent, if you want to talk shit about the trade, if you want to talk about some people we signed if you wanna, you know, wish some people that we did sign, just have a wish list. I, I don't know. Um just give us a call. That number is 313-355-3116. And I'm out. It's your boy Malcolm. Yep.
2: All those DMs you guys send to me and Pierre and Malcolm, just you, make a voicemail out of it. Yeah, just
1: make a voicemail. Just like so you can be on the air, guys.
2: Exactly. Yeah. All
1: right, guys. I'm out. Peace.